Welcome to the Spot Doctor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. Today we're talking about peptide therapy for healthy aging and skin. My guest is Dr. Mitch Fleischer, who is a double board certified licensed family physician specializing in anti-aging, regenerative medicine, stem cell therapy, constitutional homeopathy, nutritional and botanical medicine, and IV therapy with over 30 years of experiencing practicing integrative medicine. In fact, he was my family physician when I was younger and was a big part of the reason why I ended up being passionate about natural medicine and going to naturopathic medical school. So I'm very appreciative of Dr. Mitch and excited to have him back on the podcast. He is author of Alternative Dr. M Care Natural Medical Self-Care Protocols Designed to Help People Help Themselves with Natural Therapies. And he is the medical director of the Center for Integrative and Regenerative Medicine in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains in Afton, Virginia. In today's interview, Dr. Mitch explains what medicinal peptides are, how they are different from drugs, the benefits of peptide therapy, and what conditions they effectively treat, including aging and skin concerns. So please enjoy this interview with Dr. Mitch. Dr. Mitch, it's so great to have you back on the Spot Doctor podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Trevor. So good to see you again. Happy New Year and blessings for the new decade. Yes, of course. Uh, 2020 vision, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, yep. So uh, last time you came on the, the podcast, you talked about homeopathy. And today you're talking about something quite different. Right. So well, this is kind of a, a little bit newer thing for you. You've been doing a lot of research on this. So tell everybody what you're up to. Well, you know, I've always looking at the cutting edge of things to try to find something more that'll help my patients and my friends and family, including your family, my family, all the rest of us. And over the last several years, I've been exploring uh, this new evolving uh, cutting edge medical science called peptide therapy. And what medicinal peptides are, they are specific bioidentical, that means the same as in the human body, uh, protein amino acid sequences um, and they can be used to repair, to regenerate, to support and improve the structure and function of different parts of the mind and body. And there's a lot of well-known examples, like for example, the most famous of all the uh, peptides is insulin, which has been around known since the 1920s and it's helped save the lives of hundreds of millions of people worldwide. That is uh, a peptide hormone. And there's lots of other uh, uh, naturally occurring human peptides, for example, uh, uh, ACTH from the adrenal glands, glucagon, growth hormone, even thyroid hormone is a peptide. Um, and there's over 7,000 peptides that have been discovered to be naturally occurring in the human body. And we all have them from when we were born. We have them our whole lives. Uh, and over 200 of the medicinal peptides are currently in clinical practice. And actually 60 of them are FDA um, certified for use. Uh, so doctors that are trained like myself can prescribe them for our patients. What excites me about these is that um, peptides are just amazing in that they're very highly specific and very effective in their therapeutic action. Uh, they're typically very, very safe uh, when prescribed correctly by a trained physician and extremely well tolerated. And what's particularly important to understand is the difference between standard pharmaceutical drugs and these medicinal peptides. You know, whereas with 
conventional pharmaceutical drugs, um, the, your body, because these are foreign chemicals that your body's never seen before, your body will have a rack reaction to them. Uh, you know, unfortunately, which often includes unpleasant, possibly harmful side effects, sometimes lethal. For example, when you see some of these monoclonal antibodies um, in the ads on TV where people are dancing around throwing flowers or playing music, those drugs, when, they, when they're <laughs> giving me a little spiel about all the side effects, uh, the last thing they mentioned is death, <laughs> not a great side effect. What the difference is that with peptides, these are human communication molecules. So the body does not have a reaction to them, it has a response. So when you put these human medicinal peptides back into the body, the body says, whoa, thank you, I'll have that again, okay, I'll do this. For example, insulin's job is to tell the other cells, open up your pores to let sugar in and let stuff out and make fat. That's its job. And all the different peptide hormones have their own job. And there are several now that we have available to us that have some pretty remarkable functions. Um, you know, and with, when, you're, when they're properly prescribed by especially trained physicians, these medicinal peptides can communicate with specific cells, tissues, and vital organs in the body and the mind by binding to receptors, you know, like a lock and key hypothesis, and they help to promote greater health and well-being and potentially a longer, higher quality of life. And that's why I'm excited about it because they're natural, they work with the body, just like homeopathy and nutritional therapy and the basis of naturopathic medicine. Some of the uh, benefits of uh, peptide therapy can include uh, increased energy and stamina by helping to regenerate the mitochondria, which is the battery inside of all of our cells, uh, better mental focus and memory. Uh, there are certain neuropeptides that actually help regrow nerves in the brain and to uh, actually increase what's called um, axonal arborization or branching of the neurons so they connect with more nerves and you can think clearer and better and restore memory better. Uh, they, have, they can strengthen the immune system and balance it. In fact, uh, when we're little babies, we have this big gland in our chest called the thymus gland, and that thymus gland produces certain thymic peptides that are very, very important. And as we get older and stresses through life and toxicity, that gland shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, so we produce less of those thymic peptides. We now have those thymic peptides, particularly TA1 thymic, uh, thymosin alpha-1, and TB4, which is thymosin beta-4, available to us because the technology has been developed in the last few decades for the, the manufacture of those, uh, those particular peptides. We can create bioidentical, that is exact molecules to the human, what's in the human body by putting the amino acids into this device and it will churn them out. It's very difficult to make, but they can be made and they make them up now to 99.8% purity, which is required through the FDA for insulin and all peptides. But we now have those available through special compounding pharmacies to be able to prescribe. So the other things they'll do is they'll improve recovery from illnesses and wounds. There's wonderful uh, peptides for wound healing. They can increase muscle mass and tone. Uh, we know that for sure, by, especially with the growth hormone peptides, uh, stimulate peptides. They can increase bone density, so they can help people with osteopenia, osteoporosis. Uh, some of the things in your field, they're really, really good for increasing skin elasticity and helping to reduce and repair wrinkled skin. Uh, by helping increase fibroblast activity, the production of collagen and elastin fibers. 
Um, they can also create fuller hair. There's certain peptides that are really good at regenerating the hair follicles and stimulating them to produce more collagen, which is what hair is made out of, and to increase blood flow. Uh, they've been shown to help uh, control body weight by helping burn body fat, um, thermogenesis, and improve weight loss. They've also been shown to help uh, heart function by decreasing cholesterol, including lipid levels. Uh, they can also decrease joint and muscle pain. There's some that are work specifically on inflammation and to help regenerate cartilage, uh, which is the cushion between bones, uh, ligaments, tendons, muscles. I've experienced that myself directly. Stuff where these things work great. Uh, it could, there's also peptides for helping de uh, uh, deepen and help rejuvenate you during sleep. And there's also ones for, for our enhancing sex drive, which is a lot of people like too. Um, and for the professionals out there who are listening to the audience, the specific things that we're using peptides for um, uh, are for anti-aging and regeneration of the entire body and mind, which is the field that I've been become involved in, uh, integrative and regenerative medicine. Uh, I find that the peptides work very well in concert with constitutional homeopathy and nutritional therapy with detoxification and standard naturopathic uh, therapeutic methodologies for helping to bring people to a state of health that we previously couldn't achieve without the peptides. Um, they're very, very good for tissue repair uh, of the bones, the cartilage, ligands, tendons, joints, muscles, and skin. Uh, they help to balance endocrine hormones. Um, they will definitely help with regrowth and restoration of the hair. Uh, they're very, very good uh, when prescribed accurately and over enough period of time for any kind of inflammatory, acute and chronic inflammatory disorders uh, like arthritis, degenerative or rheumatoid arthritis they'll work for. I've had several cases who have responded beautifully who have had uh, psoriatic arthritis, which is a combination of psoriasis and, and uh, um, arthritis. The peptides work beautifully in those cases, topically and by an injection. Uh, they also work in autoimmune disorders like systemic lupus, multiple sclerosis, I've had some cases respond, Sjogren's disorder, which is the dry eye syndrome. Uh, again, they help with uh, cognitive mood and uh, memory enhancement. Uh, especially, they could be very useful in cytoprotection from oxidative stress. That is, that you can use peptides to help protect uh, the skin and other parts of the body from oxidative stress, free radicals. There are certain peptides that help protect the skin from UVB light, solar light radiation, and also internally. Uh, there, there's peptides that have been used for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease and dementia. Uh, for example, there's a particular peptide that's been used in Europe for years called cerebellicin. That is an extract uh, 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 that contains some of the most powerful human neuropeptides like BDMF, which is brain-derived neurotrophic factor which actually, actually regenerates the nerves in your brain and regenerates the glial cells to support your nerves. So this is really powerful stuff. Um, and it's supposed to be used uh, also in post-stroke recovery. Someone who's had a stroke doesn't need to just linger on in misery for their lives. We now have peptides that can regenerate the brain, regrow the blood vessels to the brain, restore function. Um, it's been used in obesity and weight management. Again, for osteopenia and osteoporosis, very, very effective in addition to using uh, exercise and correct nutrition, mineral nutrition. Also very helpful in anxiety and stress disorders and depression. There's certain peptides specifically, specifically you can use that actually help to support and regenerate the nerves, the neurons in your brain that produce serotonin and dopamine, which are the neurotransmitters that balance your mood and cognition. 
These are, uh, these are the serotonergic and dopaminergic nerves, but we have specific peptides uh, that will improve that function. Um, there's also ones that improve insomnia. I tried one the other night, it's called Salon. It knocks you for a loop, you sleep deeper than you ever have before. Very simple peptide. Um, and uh, again, there's also ones that improve, improve erectile dysfunction, but the men and women, improve libido. So there's a really, really wide range of peptides for just about everything you can imagine. And we're really at just at the beginning of this. This has just been around for you know, 20, 30 years and more and more research is happening. Um, we have 60 that are approved by the FDA now, and they expect by uh, the end of this decade, there may be three or 400 available to us. I'm a member of uh, an organization called the IPS, the International Peptide Society, with doctors around the world who are doing clinical uh, and basic science research to expand our knowledge of the use of peptides in clinical practice. Uh, something very important to understand, though, is that a word of caution. Uh, you know, you'll find on the internet, you know, as you did, as people did with uh, hormones, uh, especially androgens, testosterone, and other agents like that, they're they're on the online, and you got to be you got to watch out for uh, the stuff that's available online. I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't recommend your audience going out and just buying peptides online and uh, shooting yourself up or putting it on your body, because these medicinal peptides they really should only be maintained uh, obtained from FDA certified. 503A or 503B U.S. compounding pharmacies that provide peptides that are 99.8% pure and with chemical integrity. Um, that, then you're reassured to receive the highest quality FDA regulated pharmaceutical grade medicinal peptides by U.S. law. I would never purchase peptides online from discount websites because they are not regulated and they have been found to be adulterated, substandard, and often fraudulent. And you don't even have the active ingredient in them. And some of them are farm faraway countries that you can't trust. So this is a definite case in which the principle of caveat emptor by beware applies. You know, and, and moreover, you know, the medicinal peptides are powerful medicines that should and must be carefully prescribed and individually managed by a specially trained licensed medical physician who understands uh, the correct peptides to use and the dosages to use for different health conditions. You know, peptide therapy requires expert medical guidance to experience and benefit from their exceptional therapeutic potential. So I just want to make your audience aware of that fact that although these are really wonderful substances, you really should get guidance and use them and, and get them from, uh, have them prescribed for you by top-notch U.S. pharmacies that do, do it right. Um, in, your, in, your in your practice, Mitch, uh, what's it like when people come in to see you what, how do you determine which of these peptides to give? How do you administer them? Can you kind of walk people through what it's like? Because you do this in your clinic in, um, in Virginia, right? Right, I do. Um, well, it depends on, you know, I, I, like I do for any other condition, if they came in for homeopathic or any kind of evaluation, I look at the whole person. I look at all their physical, mental, emotional symptoms, the unique way in which they experience all those symptoms. And I look and see, okay, is there an, uh, a disturbance in their metabolism or they have had, they had some trauma or, or do they have some sort of chronic inflammatory autoimmune or viral condition, infectious condition that needs support? And uh, I find that using the specific peptide for that unique condition in conjunction with nutritional therapy and uh, homeopathic, homeopathic therapy uh, is the most supportive approach. What I could do is I can give you some examples of uh, the peptides um, that I might use for, say, skin conditions. 
Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. yeah. Any, you know, in any case studies that you know, people always, we always love to hear about success stories. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, um, one of the, one of the best, one of the first peptides that I personally use, that's really quite a remarkable substance. Uh, it's called BPC 157, which stands for body protection compound 157. And this is a, uh, a pentadecapeptide. That means it's composed of 15 amino acids. And, you know, to, just to give you a brief overview of the chemistry of this so people understand, a peptide is when you have a, 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 a string or a chain of peptides of amino acids less than 50. That's a peptide. Uh, from 50 to 100 is a polypeptide. When it's over 100 uh, amino acids, it's called a protein. And again, I mentioned before, uh, the human body uh, has over 7,000 known peptides that are communication molecules. They actually are signal molecules that bind to receptors on our cells and turn on functions. They turn on either genes, they make enzymes work, they make our body work, and that's what really keeps us alive and functioning on all level. I mean, the most powerful of all the peptides in the human body is produced in a gland in the brain called the uh, pituitary gland, which is the master endocrine gland that controls every, all the other glands. And the anterior pituitary, the front of it, has these cells called somatotrophs, and they produce a hormone called growth hormone, uh, somatamine and somatotrophin. That is the master hormone in the whole body. And its main job, it has many functions, but its main job is to help all the cells regenerate, regrow, and keep you going. Uh, and this is just one of many that does that. Um, BPC, uh, specifically, is a segment of a larger uh, peptide, um, and its main job is to act as a potent anti-inflammatory to calm down inflammation in the entire respiratory tract. It also works phenomenally well at uh, helping to stimulate the stem cells, mesenchymal stem cells, that regenerate cartilage, that regenerate ligaments, tendons, uh, bone, blood vessels, so, and also can help heal peripheral nerves and brain cells. There's many multiple functions of the body, um, and it works with growth hormone to regenerate tissues. Uh, it can improve general digestive function. I've used it in people who have really terrible irritable bowel syndrome with a lot of cramps and gases and bloating. I've used it in people who have had bouts of SIBO, which is uh, a small intestinal bowel um, uh, disease, um, and, and also with, uh, with people who have leaky gut syndrome for like celiac disease or uh, food allergies where the cells in their gut are broken apart and things get absorbed that you don't want to get absorbed. Uh, BPC taking orally, uh, a 30-60 day course of just a minimum amount, like 500 micrograms, which is just a tiny amount once a day. And I've seen phenomenal results in the, in, in the resolution of symptoms, such that their bowel is tightened up again, inflammation is decreased, they're able to eat foods again they were allergic to uh, without so much effect. In fact, I just had a woman call me last week who I'd given a 30-day course who'd been suffering from uh, a disease called eosinophilic esophagitis, which is allergies in the esophagus, and also severe infection of, of, the, of, of the entire gut with a bug called Helicobacter pylori. She'd taken tons of antibiotics with lots of, lots of doctors, couldn't get rid of it. One 30-day course of this, and she called me up crying, can I please have more? I felt the best I felt in years. It's very gratifying. Um, I've also used BPC-157 uh, topically uh, for the treatment of inflammation in tendons uh, and for knee pain, for elbow pain, uh, for muscle tears and injuries, uh, very effective. It's also been helpful for people with uh, uh, eczema and psoriasis to calm that down. Uh, it also has been shown to, uh, when taken internally, to help heal 
gastric and duodenal ulcers uh, and reflux disease. So people can get off the protein pump inhibitors that, that decrease digestive ability and can cause Alzheimer's long-term use. So you can get them off of that, which is nice. Um, definitely hope, helps promote the healing of inflammatory disease. I've had a patient with uh, Crohn's disease, one with ulcerative colitis. It completely stopped their flare-ups and they're better. Uh, it definitely helps promote healing and, uh, and protection of the liver from toxic insults, like uh, injuries from alcohol, from antibiotics and other drugs that can be hepatotoxic. Uh, it definitely helps to prepare, uh, uh, repair damaged nerves, like when someone's developed a peripheral neuropathy, whether it's from diabetes or from direct trauma, like from a motor vehicle accident. I've had people who, who have had uh, chronic uh, pain and numbness and weakness in their lower limbs um, from injury, nerve injury, and uh, taking supplements long-term just had a modest effect. Uh, the drugs they were given by allopathic doctors did nothing, like Neurotin, and just a, a, a several-week course of the BPC-137, a few other peptides, uh, was very, very helpful at restoring nerve function and helping feel a lot better. Uh, the BPC-157 also has some central effects, neuroprotective effects, and that it specifically helps modulate the serotonergic and dopaminergic neurons in the brain. Those are the ones that produce the neurotransmitters dopamine and serotonin that kind of improve your mood, keep you from having uh, anxiety, depression, OCD, ADD, ADHD, and autism. It's helpful in that well. I've given it to autistic children with, with good results. Uh, it also... Uh, it's been used very effectively in the treatment of traumatic brain uh, injury, TBI, and post-concussion syndromes, uh, taken uh, by, by uh, subcutaneous injection. So this particular peptide, several, several peptides uh, um, are, are, can be given by subcutaneous injection, like an insulin injection, where you just pinch an inch and just book a little tiny needle, painless. I've done it to myself. It's easy, nothing to be afraid of. Uh, BPC is one of those that can be given orally. Um, there's just a few others. They're developing technology now to try to make more peptides orally. Uh, so just a few of them are given by intramuscular injection, but the vast majority are just by a, a simple subcutaneous injection once or twice a day very effectively. Um, okay. And so with your, with your patients, do they, they all need – so it sounds like not everybody needs to come into – into your clinic that you could do some of this uh, from a distance? That's true. I, you know, I have, I have, my practice uh, is all over the country, actually. I have an international practice where I'm located because where we were located, people from uh, the State Department would come down on vacation at Wintergreen and they'd see my sign and come in <laughs> and become patients. So, yeah, uh, I, all I need to do is uh, take a good history, find out exactly what's going on, what, what are the conditions that they're dealing with, I have them do some lab work because so I have some baselines to know the, the level of inflammation or whatever, what else is going on with their metabolism. And then I can call the prescription into the pharmacy and it's delivered directly to their home. Uh, and I explain exactly how to do it. The pharmacists I use also do a very, very nice job of um, creating little placards of how to give yourself a subcutaneous injection or, or a muscular injection if you need to. But once you learn how to do it, it's, it's really quite simple. Um, and we, we, we give them the exact protocol of how much to use, how, when to use it, how long to use it for, and then we follow up and evaluate their progress, both subjectively to see how they're feeling and objectively we look at lab values. And uh, it's been a very gratifying practice in medicine now, and it's really evolving.
Okay. And so when it comes to skin, you talked about the anti-aging benefits of skin. What about things like acne, eczema, rosacea, other, other skin problems? Yeah, there are specific peptides that have been shown to be very effective for decreasing uh, inflammation um, and the metabolic imbalances in the body that uh, sort of lead to acne. You know, ac the large majority of acne is, is due to poor diet. And when, when people are eating uh, too many refined carbs and sugars, that's going to imbalance the um, uh, insulin glucagon ratios uh, and mess up their liver function. Um, and it just make life, you know, make their bodies not function very well. Um, and I find I have to clean up their diet first, just like you do in your books and what you recommend. Uh, you, you, if, for example, you know, you can, you can take all the uh, naturopathic remedies and all the homeopathic remedies and all the peptides and every, all the medicines in the world, but if you don't get regular exercise and eat healthy, your body is going to rebel against you. <laughs> I mean, there's bottom line things you have to do. You have to get enough sleep. You can't live on three hours of sleep, party all night, and think you're going to be healthy. <laughs> That's amazing. But, you know, the, the wonderful thing is, is that we have specific tools now. And the beauty of peptides is that they are communication molecules. So once, when you've got a clean body, they can communicate the right signal and say, oh, yeah, you want to do this? Okay, we'll do this. As long as I'm not so toxic, okay? Uh, but fortunately, we do have some peptides that help the body detoxify too. Because one of the things that happens with people is um, when they've lived a really unhealthy life, and they've got a lot of exercise, sleep, or good nutrition, uh, their cells would become toxic. And you go from having these healthy quiescent cells that are actively regenerating and regrowing to what we call senescent cells. That cells that have no longer can regenerate. They can't go through mitosis or regrowth. So those cells are just sitting there and they're using up energy uh, in the body and the bad thing about a senescent cell or a cell that's now senile or old is they produce pro-inflammatory toxins and peptides like uh, T, uh, TNF alpha and um, um, IL-1 and IL-6, these different uh, uh, peptides and immune factors that promote inflammation of the body. And if you have enough of those uh, senescent cells around, they will also injure the other surrounding cells and the kind of the garbage and the pro-inflammatory peptides they're producing and cytokines will also weaken your stem cells, which are the things that regenerate your skin and all of your vital organs. So there are, fortunately, there are certain peptides that we can use in addition to good diet uh, and, and nutrition and, and exercise that will help clear out the senescent cells, that will help promote apoptosis or program spontaneous cancer cell death in these senescent cells so that you, they, either, they either get converted back to healthy quiescent cells or they're di they die off and then your body gets toxified and then you can heal. You know, it, it, was, it was told to me in uh, one of the seminars by uh, one of the world famous peptide doctors, Dr. Uh, Bill Seeds, that if you were to start peptide therapy with good nutrition and exercise before 55 years of age, you could potentially live to 150, but not just live there, live healthily to 150. So I'm at 66 and a half, I'm going to try to make it one, 125 if I can. Right. <laughs> so I can be like around and help more people. Okay, okay, so specifically for the peptides that really specifically help the skin and dermatological conditions, 
there are there are three that are are, are most often used, and uh, that's EP one fifty seven. Uh, that's often used topically and uh, by subcutaneous injection or orally uh, because it's been shown to help both acute and chronic inflammatory conditions. Um, and certainly things like chronic acne novelgaris or six cystic acne is definitely a chronic inflammatory condition. So it will help calm that down. It also helps to improve uh, collagen and elastin fiber uh, production um, and, and help improve the quality of the skin. Uh, probably the, uh, the most famous of all the peptides that's used uh, for dermatological conditions and is actually used by the cosmetic industry is a specific peptide called GHKCU, uh, uh, which is um, a combination of, of three different peptides. It's, it's a tripeptide. Um, and what, what GHKCU does, it helps decrease... Um, infectious processes in the skin, which is part of what acne is all about. Uh, it helps to attract immune cells uh, to the skin and other parts of the body that need support, which is very important. Uh, it's very, very involved in wound healing. It stimulates the uh, production of collagen and the uh, proteoglycans and glycosaminoglycans in the skin fibroblasts. Uh, those are the cells that create the collagen elastin fibers so that you can uh, heal tissues. It also helps to prevent a scar formation by, by helping uh, appropriate skin remodeling. It's been used in burn units, both uh, uh, topically and sprayed on and taken uh, by injection uh, to help improve uh, the healing of really bad burn wounds uh, so you don't have scarring. Um, it, it actually increases accumulation of the total amount of uh, proteins, uh, glycans and DNA in your wounds so that they remodel and heal much, much better. Um, and it's GHK is actually a bit, it's in the body from when we're little kids. And we actually have it circulating in our system. We have about 200 micrograms per cent when we're younger. And by the time you reach, you know, your, your 60s and older, you only have about, about 60, 80 uh, uh, micrograms per cent, which is a whole lot less. So certainly we can benefit from it. So it's something that's already on in our system. And by using it topically and, and, uh, and, and by injection, uh, you can improve a lot of things. Um, it's also uh, a, a very interesting molecule is that it's, it's in a group of what's called the copper peptides. And copper, as it turns out, is a critically important mineral in wound healing and in brain function. Um, and in fact, the brain has more copper than any other part of the body. Uh, but what's really interesting is that the GHK binds copper in a way that, that in its non-toxic form. Uh, the non-toxic form of copper is copper plus two, uh, whereas the toxic form is copper plus one. So it actually prevents the formation of toxic copper. So that's another really important uh, mechanism for it. It also, uh, GHKCU also increases the synthesis of a really important uh, substance, a peptide called decorin. Uh, and decorin has been shown to uh, increased proteoglycan uh, production and regulates glycogen synthesis in the skin. It, it regulates wound healing, and it also has specific anti-tumor effects. So uh, GHKCU has been used uh, in the treatment of skin cancers and also internal ones. So this has a lot, you know, some very very interesting properties. Um, Are these um, administered um, 
at via, via injection, the subcutaneous or intramuscular or topical or all of the above? The GHKCU is specifically uh, uh, used by um, uh, transdermal or topical route uh, and I'll, uh, in some combinations that I'll explain. And uh, the, the main route when, for when you're trying to treat internal uh, uh, processes is by sub-Q injection. Usually, and it's, it's not forever too, because what's interesting is these peptides sort of stimulate the communication process and you can do it in cycles. Uh, usually GHK CU is given subcutaneously for 21 day cycles uh, twice a year. And that's enough to regenerate a lot of processes. If people have more serious conditions, like they have a lot of serious conditions of the skin, eczema, psoriasis, uh, uh, severe acne vulgaris, cystic acne, or other disorders, they might want to do it in, in, in 21 day cycles four times a year. So it depend, you have to individualize it for the person and measure their inflammatory markers, so look at the whole person. Um, and there's a lot of a phenomenal science behind these things. I can go into the details of, of some of this stuff, but I think it's probably mm -hmm. a, a, above the level of, 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 of the audience here. It, it can be a little bit overwhelming after <laughs> all the science, yes. But, but what's really cool is that it's been proven in multiple clinical studies to uh, and increase the rate of healing uh, three times. So you can have a wound and sit there and put aloe on it or whatnot and try to heal it, but if you were to uh, put a GHKCU on it, it will heal three times as fast, and, and the wound will heal better. So it's really quite a remarkable substance. Um, what's interesting is GHKCU is also used in combination with another peptide called zinc thymosin, and thymosin is one of the uh, thymic peptides from your thymus gland, uh, which have some remarkable properties. Um, the, the thymic peptides, uh, like for example, thymosin alpha-1, TA-1, uh, is the most important peptide in the human body for immune modulation. That is, if your immune system is too low and you're getting bacterial infections and viral infections and you know you just can't recover from colds and flus, and you've got chronic Epstein-Barr virus, chronic mono, things like that, that is the one for you. And that one can only be taken by um, subcutaneous injection. They don't have an oil route yet. They may develop in the future, I'll let you know. Uh, but I've, I've had some remarkable results in patients who had chronic EBV and chronic herpes infections, and just by doing a 30 to 60-day course of that, their energy came back, their, their uh, titers, uh, uh, titers came down, all the viruses, they really improved quite a bit. Um, uh, TAB4, which is uh, thymosin beta-4, supports the actions of uh, thymosin alpha-1, but also TB4 has some unique properties for the skin as well. It helps also to support uh, collagen and elastin fiber production. It helps protect the immune defenses in the skin. It helps repair uh, UVB light damage to the skin, as does the CHKU. Uh, 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 they all do that. Um, one of the things that um, uh, the uh, thymosin uh, beta-4 and GHKCU can do is, is help to calm down the production of these dangerous free radicals called uh, reactive uh, oxygen species, the carbonyl species that really do a lot of damage to the skin. They quell those and they repair the DNA damage that can lead to skin cancer. So these really have some pretty phenomenal actions. They also work on complex enzyme systems. We know that there are these 
uh, in the skin, in all the, uh, uh, the soft tissues, you have these things called um, uh, matrix metalloproteinases, MMPs. And these are enzymes uh, that uh, uh, break down elastin, the collagen. If you have too many of them, everything will kind of fall apart. Well, these peptides kind of modulate that and they prevent them from over They do their job because when you have an infection, you do want to have the MMPs working to get rid of the dead debris. But then it, the peptides like GSAKU modulate it. So it only does its work and then it's gone. That also helps to decrease the production. Like whenever you have an inflammation in the skin, you have uh, more tumor necrosis factor alpha, TNF alpha. Too much of it will cause skin cell damage. So the GSKCU modulates that down. So it just it does its work and then calms it. So there's a balance in all these things. It's, it's pretty phenomenal. Um, there is, so the, I was mentioning earlier, there's a form of thiamosin peptide called zinc thiamosin. And when you combine zinc thiamosin, which GSKCU, it's used together to restore hair loss. Um, and uh, they found it's pretty phenomenal for that because they both increase collagen elastin fibers, they both increase uh, vasculogenesis, so you have more blood vessels to the hair follicles, they restore uh, the hair follicle stem cells so the hair can regenerate. Um, and this is usually used with microneedling or mild injury to the skin uh, that helps to stimulate uh, uh, hair follicle regrowth. And uh, I've used it in some of the patients. I've used it myself and it's helped some. It's really kind of remarkable. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, there's a wide range of things you can use these things for. So uh, where, do they, where do they derive the peptides from? Where, are they like animal sources or where do they, where do they come from? Are they, well, most, they most of the peptides, yeah. Most of the peptides, Trevor, are now uh, are made synthetically because they've developed the peptide synthesis technology to be able to string together amino acids. Like you have a device, special device, they put the amino acids, histidine, lysine, arginine, isoleucine, whatever it is that's in there. There's 21 amino acids, nine of them are essential. They put them in there and the machine will link them together. It's a pretty arduous process though, because what the FDA requires that you have very high, high purity. So for example, with uh, BPC-157, which is 15 amino acids long, they would link two of them together then you have to text, test that sample at aliquot to make sure it's 99.8% pure. If it is, you can go on the next step and add another amino acid. If it's not, they have to throw that out and start again. So by the time you've got all 15 linked up, it could take you several weeks to, to make the whole molecule. Uh, but that guarantees that you have a really high quality pharmaceutical grade pure product by the time it's done. Um, and I, I applaud the FDA for doing that, at least, and I hope they approve more peptides because this is a field of medicine, I believe, and so do my colleagues, that uh, medicinal peptide therapy is going to supplant a lot of big pharma drugs. Because rather than poisoning the body with foreign molecules, we can stimulate the body to do what it already knows how to do with the molecules you were born with. And now we have them in pharmaceutical grade form that we can prescribe specifically to use transdermally, uh, orally, and by injection to help stimulate homeostasis, rebalancing the body and promote longevity and, and good health long-term. Well, I mean, that, and that sums it up right there. I mean, that's, that's amazing, right? And with what we know about genetics too, and our ability to change genetic expression, um, and there's a lot of opportunity with this too. I mean, you do genetic testing with your patients as well. Yeah. And then this can help 
uh, address those polymorphisms and, and issues that, that people have, right? Yeah, what we found is uh, after doing uh, genomics for quite a few years, um, you get a lot of very interesting information. You find out uh, what, what SNPs, that is single polymorphism that people have. Um, you know, and what that means is that you know, DNA is like a double chain. If you unwrap it, it's like a ladder and you have all these uh, grooves in between. And those, those rungs are the um, nucleotides that hang together. And if one side is wrong, that's a single nucleotide uh, uh, polymorphism. And if both sides are wrong, that's a double mutation. And if it's a single mutation, the, the, the gene that codes for a certain uh, protein, like an enzyme, which is a functional protein that runs the body, or a structural protein, like collagen or something like that, that builds the body, then it won't be produced either as much or maybe a little bit wrong. If you have both sides that are uh, what's called a homozygous a mutation, then it might not work at all. The thing of it is, is that you can have multiple polymorphisms or mutations in several different genes, some that are promoting a process in the body, some that are suppressing a process in the body. So trying to figure out what to do for somebody with all these different mutations can drive you crazy. And this is what was recognized by a lot of people in the genomic field. So there was work done by several uh, really preeminent researchers, particularly this Dr. William Walsh, probably one of the greatest uh, um, uh, 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 doctors in uh, brain biochemistry in the world, a uh, brilliant guy, 82 and sharp as a tack. Um, and what he did was research on looking at, standing back and saying, okay, here's all these genetic abnormalities and, and, and mutations. What does it all mean? What's the sum total of all these different effects? And they did research on looking at the biochemistry, the lab values of people who have different pure mutations, different uh, uh, arrangements of these mutations. And they were able to discover that there are certain patterns that, to look for so we know what to treat. For example, there are two, the, the two major biochemical processes in the human body that turn on and turn off genes that make the proteins that are the enzymes or structural proteins are called methylation and acetylation. What that means is methylation adds or takes away a methyl group from the DNA or histones and acetylation takes away a single or, or adds a single group. And they, they both can turn on and turn off different genes depending on what part of the DNA they're working on. So it's a very complex process. Um, what they found in general, for example, if someone uh, tends to be undermethylated, that is in general, they, from when you look at all their lab work, uh, from all the different mutations in their genes, the totality is that they are undermethylated. That person will tend to underproduce uh, the, uh, the enzymes that make dopamine and serotonin from your protein, like tryptophan. Uh, and that will, if you don't have enough dopamine and serotonin, those are important for your mood, for preventing anxiety and depression, uh, and preventing OCD, ADD, ADHD, autism, and the rest of this. And, um, and so if you get enough of those things, you'll be balanced. Um, you can actually have too much dopamine too, and that's what happens in schizophrenia, way too much dopamine. So the idea is that you want relative balance of all of those things. Um, and so what we find from knowing that someone, say, has undermethylation, we can then give them nutrition, specific nutritional medicine. We give them methylating agents, like methionine or S-adenosylomethionine, SAMI. And uh, we also look for imbalances in their minerals. We now know that 
um, people can have genetic effects that cause them to um, malabsorb and have imbalances of copper and zinc. And it turns out that copper and zinc are critical for both immune function and brain function. Mm -hmm. Like if you have too little zinc, then zinc is critical for activating the enzymes that make dopamine and serotonin from your food, from your protein. If you don't have enough of it, you don't make enough. And if you have too much copper, Copper is critical for the chemical reaction that converts dopamine, which is sort of your thrill hormone, the one you get when uh, it increases when you eat chocolate or have sex. You don't want too little of that. So, but what happens if you have too much copper in the zinc, it drives the reaction from dopamine to norepinephrine. Norepinephrine is our fight or flight neurotransmitter. That's the one that you're running away from the, from the tiger or running after the rabbit. It's like this, your like body is tense, your mind is splitting around. And I know when people come in to me, they say, I can't sleep, I can't shut my mind off, and I'm tense and jittery inside. I know they're copper toxic, and they're probably under methylated. I could, just can tell by the symptoms now. And then I just do the lab work to corroborate that fact. And, so and we look at all of that. Yeah, and then to address that, the peptides can help with that, as well as the yeah. rest of what you do, the, the nutritional, the supplements, the dietary recommendations, but just a full integrative approach, right? Right. For example, you know, when you, when you have someone who is in that state, um, it'll also check very frequently. We check for food allergies because a lot of people don't realize their reaction to foods because they might not have a GI effect. They may have a other systemic effect. They could affect their brain or their skin or, or their bones or their muscles. We, we have to find out. Um, and so a lot of people are walking around with inflammation in their gut. Uh, and the lining of your small intestine, the most absorptive surface, the small intestine, it's not a smooth tube like people think. It looks like a shag rug, millions of these finger-like projections. And that's what secretes the enzymes and absorbs them. If you have inflammation, the absorptive surface gets blunted, it gets thickened, and you're not absorbing things. And you can get leaky gut, which is the, which is the cells cracking apart. One of the things that we use BPC-157 for is to heal that inflammation, to, yeah. to restore the absorptive surface, to reseal the enterocytes, the cells back together, to reheal the, uh, the, the uh, protein hooks or decimosomes. So the leaky gut and inflammation calms down and then their malabsorption goes away. They can absorb, start absorbing their minerals and their vitamins and their nutrients and they begin to heal. Right, and leaky gut, leaky gut goes back to skin and so many different issues. So it really, I can see that how you use the peptides now in your practice and really uh, individualizing it for people based upon their, mm -hmm their symptoms, their medical history, their lab work, and all of that, and incorporating it to all the other things you do. So what a powerful tool to be able to add in. So Dr. Mitch, I know we gotta wrap up for today. So tell everybody where they can learn more about you, your clinic, and the work that you do. Thank you, Trevor. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Well, uh, I have a website. It's very simple. It's www cirm1.org that's c-i-r-m the number one.org and uh, they can go there and learn about what we do uh, and also if you scroll across the top you'll see a bar that says services you can click down and uh, it has all about uh, explanation of peptide therapy there of homeopathy nutritional therapy uh, chelation therapy all the things that we offer to try to help people bring them and uh, restore health and well-being um, and we're in the beautiful blue ridge mountains in afton virginia uh, about mm, a half an hour south of Charlottesville, not far from your family. <laughs> yeah, that's right, where I grew up, yes. Um, well, again, Dr. Mitch, thank you so much. It's so, it's so great to connect with you and learn what you're doing. And um, we'll also have a link to, the, to your websites on, um, on the Spot Doctor podcast.
So thank, thank you. you, Trevor. God bless you. <laughs> Namaste. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Dr. Mitch Fleischer. To learn more about him, you can go to thespotdoctor.com, go to the podcast page with his interview, and you'll find all the information and links there. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows and information. And if you haven't taken the skin quiz already, you can go to theskinquiz.com, find out what messages your skin is trying to tell you about your health and what you could do about it. Just go to theskinquiz.com. And I invite you to join us on social media. The Spot Doctor is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Pinterest. So join the conversation and I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.